Hey now, welcome everybody to the Canadian Sports Action Podcast. It is a beautiful February 1st. John, can you believe it? It's uh, We're already into the thick of winter here in Canada. There's so much happening. Of course, COVID is a huge problem, but uh, we're starting to come out of it. We might even have, in a couple of weeks, we might actually have fans present at the Scotiabank Arena. Is that what it's called? Scotiabank Arena? It is. Things to look forward to, but our Raptors are at home tonight. Uh, the Raptors and Leafs, both winners last night, and uh, a lot to talk about. We're going to go through those two games, uh, but how are you today before we dive into it? Well, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, 18,000 fans at the Scotiabank Arena for uh, Kyle Lowry's return to uh, Toronto. I <laughs> know. Oh, what might have been. <laughs> Exactly. It's uh, no, it's frustrating, and uh, he's actually, I think, a game time decision. He's been out for personal reasons. We're we're not sure what that is. At least I'm not sure what that is. Do you know what that is? No, no, I actually don't. I actually, truly don't. Yeah, and so I uh, hope everything's okay, and I uh, hope he's just resting. Uh, he's not one to sort of into those types of things, is he? Typically, but uh, it's happening now. But uh, we want to before we talk about, we have a lot to talk about. We're going to look at some Leaf futures, John, and some possible year end award winners. Of course, uh, Austin Matthews in the discussion. Jack Campbell and maybe Michael Bunting on the Rookie of the Year. Uh, crazier things have happened. And uh, who else, John? Who am I forgetting? Well, Jack Campbell. I couldn't believe when I was looking at looking at it. It's his second choice. I know we got, we'll get into it in a second, but holy mackerel, he is having a nice year. Not that his, it was his finest out. Or no, uh, did he? Yeah, he started last night. He did, ultimately, and he got yanked after a rough start. But. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately the, the team won. What I was trying to what I was trying to say is that it didn't matter kind of thing it did not but he has been really good all year he wasn't great last night and he has a chance to end up being the uh, top goalie in the, in the league this year as an uh, award winner he does that's right he's uh, he's right there and as you've uh, educated us on uh, at times through over the past couple of months we are aware of the fact that the trajectory of the team and how the team finishes in the standings will drive a lot of the decision making mm-hmm. around some of these awards maybe more than it should if the idea is to award the best goaltender it's like the MVP discussion in the NBA. It's usually not a weak team where you've got a winner of that award, or at least it's really rare. Maybe that's a topic for another day, John. We can mm. go back and look into that and see when was the last time that happened where a team at the bottom of the standings had an MVP award. But all right, so we got a lot to get through today, John. We want to remind everyone before we dive into it to go to Twitter. You can see us there. We are at Canadian Betting. We are the Canadian Sports Bet podcast we got the new branding john don't forget we're no longer canadian sports action we have evolved for a number of reasons that we won't bore our audience with but uh yeah also wherever you get your podcast whether it's itunes spotify stitcher wherever you get them uh, google podcasts is another one that's increasingly prominent remember to become a subscriber so not just listen to the episode but uh, and download the episode but of course become a subscriber so that each time we release one the episode is automatically uploaded to your device your phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever. So now that we got that out of the way, John, we wanted to talk about our rappers are rolling a little bit and going to turn it over to you and see what your observations are. But we've got the heat again uh, for the second time in three nights, I think it is, or four nights. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Raptors and Heat's potential playoff matchup is uh, going down here in Toronto tonight with no fans. But uh, they a great triple overtime, one of the best, people are saying, best regular season victories in franchise history the other night. Raptors coming out on top over uh, sort of a marathon of a game with a lot of drama. And then last night, taking down the Hawks uh, to snap their seven-game win streak. Team in as a whole is playing much better defense. Gary Trent Jr., what's going on, John? Remember, we this guy's 22, I think just turning 23 years old. Got him under contract for a number of years. 
you've got that core five now that's looking really strong. We used to talk about the big three, but you can't leave out Gary Trent Jr. You can't leave out OG. So it's not just Scotty and Pascal and Fred. We got our core five. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, is it fair to say things drop off a little bit, John, uh, in terms of the bench strength and the number of minutes and the run that the bench is getting in that supporting cast? We've been advocating for more Delano Benton coming off the bench, but uh, we can talk about that if you want. Mm-hmm. But I have... Uh, one solution to the bench issue, which uh, I uh, we tweeted out earlier this morning, but uh, I can save that, John. What were your thoughts on some of the more recent games, a couple standout performances, and uh, looking ahead to tonight's game? Well, I do like um, Gary Trent Jr., Matt. Do you know that? I do like him. He's pretty good. <laughs> do you see his numbers? He was 10 for 22 from the field, okay? He had nine three-pointers last night. Now, this is not news to anybody. You know, everybody that listens to us can sort of understand that this guy had a pretty good game. But he was outstanding last night. And you know what the best part about him, Matt, is he does, he's not shy. He's not shy. He's firing. He gets the ball. He fires. Shot taker, shot maker. That's it. Love, that, was the great, yeah. that was the great line. I yeah. just heard that for the first time last night. Yeah. And... Um, so I, I I'm really liking his emergence, and when you mention his his age, like he he's he's a he's a senior in university, you know, kind of yeah, kind of unreal. age, yeah. like hello. Yeah. So um, no, I really like the way the the guys came back last night. I actually I, I thought of this last night when I saw Boucher and uh, Achua on the on the floor. You know, at least those guys got some minutes. Like Boucher had 20 minutes, and Precious had 17. That feels a little bit better to me. Now, if we got if we got uh, everybody's numbers down into the thirty five minute range rather than the forty minute range, I think that'll be helpful. And and if those guys provide some uh, legitimate minutes, um, you know they were they were okay, they weren't great, but they did their job because the team have eventually won. So. On the, uh, the playing time, I saw a note the other day that the they had broke the record for most players with over fifty minutes right. in a game uh, in the shot clock era. So I think you're maybe not playing your bench quite enough when you're actually setting records for playing time for your top five. Gary Trent Jr., 9 for 15 from three last night, John. That's what you call red hot. It's nice to see. He really bounced back. He had some time off for, uh, they said, for ankle swelling. Maybe he just needed some time off to collect his thoughts and get a bit of a reboot and some energy. And uh, But whatever the case, he has come back very strong and opening a lot of eyes. I think I saw another note. He has an opportunity to tie the all-time record in franchise history for most consecutive uh, 30 plus point game appearances. His chance to current leader is DeMar DeRozan. Gary Trent Jr. have a chance to tie that tonight, uh, hosting the Heat. So lots to look forward to there. The story I was going to mention, John, that I saw on Hoops Rumors mm-hmm. how about the Clippers have announced that available for trade in exchange for a point guard, Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka is currently mm-hmm. under contract for about uh, it's either seven or eight million dollars annually compared to Goran Dragic at $20 million a year annually. They're looking for a point guard. They're willing to give up uh, Morris or Ibaka or pretty much anyone in the team other than that I can see other than uh, PG-13 and Kawhi. Uh, and can you imagine, I've talked many times about there's an apparent lack of toughness or grit or just a, more of a physical presence, presence is needed on the Raptors. A lot of our... Guys getting younger guys getting pushed around a little bit. You got uh, Champagne out there is an undersized big trying to play the tough guy role, and it just doesn't work. And uh, there's a bit of disrespect going on, I feel, towards the Raptors. And who would be better to put an end to that crap than Serge Ibaka? The answer, no one. Uh, so that is just uh, my mouth's watering at the uh, prospect of that trade. And uh, everybody loves Serge here in Toronto. As far as I know, he loved it here. 
He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, so it's not a huge investment. Uh, you're not mortgaging the future. Obviously, Dragic isn't dressing for games, so you're giving up nothing. You're shedding salary, and you're bringing in some much-needed toughness and a uh, guy who's essentially a hero in the Raptors' We the North community. So seems to be a bit of a no-brainer. But tonight, coming home, coming off the big win in Atlanta, some of these quick turnarounds, John, you've noticed there can be, you've mentioned there can be a bit of a weak spot coming home uh, off the road with travel and whatnot. But the Raptors are actually favorites in this game. The late, latest I saw, Lowry is not playing. Uh, I see a two-point differential. I like to look at basketball reference and the net rating for the respective teams, so the offensive rating defensive rating net out the two gives you a number and then you can compare the respective numbers of the two teams to get something that usually ends up somewhat instructive on how the the line on the game has been set by sports books right john it's not Mm -hmm. rocket science in some cases is it it's they are considering the same things that we're considering Mm -hmm. and that's really what we're, we're trying to do is do our own analysis and then compare that to the analysis that's been done by sports books to set the line and if there's a difference between the two between our the output of our analysis and the output of the sports book, then that difference or that delta is where we identify value, right? That's it. In the end, you can choose what you want to view as a critical factor. Okay, like I mean, what 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 makes a team win? What's predictive of a team winning a game? And you can choose, and that's what what this is all about. Is that if you think you're better than the line, then you can do well in this in in this in this. Uh, in this business, I don't know, lack of a better term, but um, in this hobby, so uh, I, I think I think I think that's that's important. Now, if your numbers are way off of what the line is, and you find yourself losing a little bit or lose on the losing side of things, then you're doing you're not doing something right. So um, those references you make, Matt, you know, the Basketball Reference and and uh, and, and and ESPN and all those sort of fundamental. Um, power rating kind of sites or micro sites come within those within those within the media conglomerates um, are, are wonderful factors. Um, now you have to tweak it because everybody is looking at those things, and 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 maybe when when the, the opportunity in those situations are when there is that uh, legitimate delta of uh, because there's a player missing or whatever. Like for example, you know. How about if Jimmy Butler doesn't play tonight? Distinct possibility, right? Like, right. Do they want to make the trip and it's uh, been busy and yeah. Right. How about Bam, how about if Bam doesn't play? Right. Now and that's obviously the same spot, same same thing for the Raptors. The heavy minutes you you were very good on the on the, on the minutes piece there the other night and 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 frankly they still they did Pascal and and Trent played forty minutes last night. Like are all of those guys going to play? Pascal and Freddie have to play if they're at this particular point spread. All right. If and and on the if you like the Heat side, to me, Bam and Butler have to play. Everybody else, okay, I don't mind where the line is type thing, but that's where that quote delta. We taught, we've used that term many times before, and it's good. Those guys have to play or not play, and for it to be reflective in the line before you make a bet, in my opinion. Yeah, well said, John. I see the line has moved down even this morning. Uh, we've talked about the value in identifying trends. You can look up line history on some of the books on Odds Shark and Odds Boom and so on, the line aggregators. Earlier this morning, there was a minus three available for the Raptors. I see it's down to 
uh, at, the, at least the group I'm looking at, at uh, minus two and a half and minus two available for the Raptors. So might move further as factors evolve through the day, including who's in the lineup and who's not. So we always want to look closely at that. You want to do a pick on this game tonight, John? How are you feeling about I, it? Minus two and a half. What do you well, think? Well, hey, listen, if Bam and Butler play, um, I, I mean, I'd, I'd be in the heat. I got, I got the rap. I got the the heat a slight favorite here mm-hmm. um so uh, you, like i'm not going to play against the raptors in a situation like this because i want them to win but um I, I i have i have the i have the heat probably more like two uh, i have them favored uh, uh, in toronto all right good stuff we want to keep going john we had talked uh, just before we started hit the re- just before we started recording before we hit the record button <laughs> i sort of jammed those two together there accidentally but you know what i meant and yeah. we were thinking about nhl futures so who's going to win the major awards and more specifically which toronto maple leafs have a chance to win some of these awards so of course austin matthews first person you have to talk about he is currently in the vegas odds that i'm looking at i'm looking at bet 365 he is currently the fifth tied for the fourth highest favorite to win the mvp this year behind behind mcdavid at plus 200 alexander ovechkin plus 350 dry and huberdo ahead of him uh tied with austin matthews at eight plus 800 or eight to one uh crazier things have happened and as we alluded to earlier the standings and the finish of the team at the end of the season and where Toronto sits could factor into this and of course McDavid needs to come back to the pack a little bit arguably the most talented player but when you compare him straight up to Matthews there is an argument to be made for either player I would say so intriguing matchup to watch Uh, you see uh, Shesterk in there for the Rangers the goalie but I don't know to me it's going to come down to uh, Matthews or McDavid what do you say I I, you know I I think if if Ovechkin continues if he scores 50 goals this year you know, type of thing. I think he'll be he'll be uh, very tough. Um, I I brought up this point before, and, and I'm not going to belabor it, but I, I'm not a big fan of having two guys at the top of a an award category um, from the same team. So I think I think I, I'm going to toss Drysidle automatically as a result. Again, you've been very good on this point, Matt, and everybody's got to be healthy. Okay, right. It, this the things change if, if if players go down. So, um, for the sake or, of our discussion, though, let's assume right. no one does. Yep. Right. So, so you got McDavid at two to one and Drysaddle at plus five fifty. Okay. To me, that's not a great play on Drysaddle because McDavid's going to suck all of the all of the votes and dry, nothing left for Drysaddle, and they're on the same team. Our, our point about teams playing well in the back half of the season will you know they the the They'll ride. They'll both rise and do well, but only one can win. So I don't. I'm not interested in dry saddle. Same with Huberdeau and and Barkov. Barkov is 33 to one on this book that we're looking at, and he's an excellent player as well. Um, both of them deserve to to get all kinds of votes, but th- they both can't win. And if Florida is the best team in the league this year, uh, I mean, and, and assuming that they're going to continue to uh, some uh, to play well. Um, which I hope for because I have a future on them. By the way, Matt. Oh yeah. Uh, so, so to me, to me, um, they're they're um, they're it's one or the other. Um, so it comes down to McDavid, Matthews. Uh, I mean, I Kiprasov. Okay, is going to win eventually. Going to win a uh, MVP type 
type thing. He is so good. I don't know if you saw the highlight the other night. He was circling the ice. It's on YouTube. You see circle, circle, circles the offensive zone for Minnesota, and nobody he, nobody touches him. Nobody takes the puck off him. And I think he's a, this is only his second year, so maybe he's third. Uh, but he's a very young player as well. Um, so I'm talking lots. It's down to it's down to McDavid, uh, Ovechkin, and Matthews. And um, unfortunately, uh, you know, the Matthews Matthews is already well known. It's hard to see that him at eight to one, that the Leafs could be better in the back half of the season and him rise up. So to me, it's down to McDavid or Ovechkin, whatever team does well in the second half of the season, to me, ends up being the MVP. Of course, Huberto uh, leading in points right now, Dreisaitl second, McDavid, McDavid third, Nazem Kadri, former Leaf John, painful to see having a career season. Who do we get? Kerfoot. Although Kerfoot looked great last night. Let's not talk about Tyson Berry. <laughs> Goals, though. Who's coming, charging down the track at this point? And that is Mr. Austin Matthews with the uh, hat trick last night. And he's closing fast. Remember when Dreisaitl was uh, gone and dusted and uh, had twice as many goals as yep. everybody in the league? Well, it's down to a three-goal spread, John. And you identified that early too, Matt. I closing the gap. Yeah. Austin Matthews. If he can uh, take that goal championship and uh, the team does well. And Marner's back, which you know they beautifully yep. uh, teamed up for a beautiful goal last night. So... I think there's still an outside chance. We're pulling for it. And do uh, you want to make a comment then, John, on the – it's not the Vesna anymore. It's got another name for it. But uh, top goaltender I see sitting there at the second most uh, favored to win is Jack Campbell of the Maple Leafs yeah. behind only Igor Shosturkin. Easy for me to say of the Rangers. So uh, chance for Campbell here to win the Vesna for the first time right. in a while for so, the Leafs. So the Vesna. So that now, just so people understand, now the Jennings is the lowest goal, lowest goals against for the team. Okay, so both players, both goaltenders or multiple goaltenders, frankly, get to get to share in that award. The Vesna is thought to be a best performance goaltender. So they are essentially different awards, but. Um, Oftentimes, it's the one dominant goaltender within the tandem that ends up winning that award. So, that said, Jack Campbell is live, uh, last night aside. Um, but Shesterkin is taking so much, so, gets so much attention. They're talking about him being, uh, you know, um, the, the, the next big goaltender, this, this Patrick Wall-level goaltender. And um, it... it you make makes you wonder how how come the Rangers aren't higher up in the standings uh, with how or the kind of attention that he gets. So I don't know. Maybe that's a little bit of New York hype. I don't know. But to me, um, Jack Campbell's live at plus five fifty. Nice. Any anything else on uh, you think rookie of the year? Any chance for uh, Michael Bunting for rookie of the year or uh, Morgan Riley for the Norris best defenseman? Any of those uh, catching your interest, John? Uh, Twenty two to one. That seems like a big big price the only reason why these other guys uh, i find rookie of the year is a little bit more like uh, so much attention throughout the whole season like these guys that are on here how many times have we talked about uh, raymond and cider for the red wings we talked about that plenty in the fall and they showed their good quality quality play early zegras for anaheim is very high profile um it's too i think it's too late for bunting to sort of unless he scores you know 20 goals in the back half of the season i think it's down to those three all right good stuff well we're short for time today brother but uh great stuff we are looking forward to the leafs finally taking home some of these big awards uh they are 
on a roll and getting healthy. It's nice to see the Raptors are coming around. We're seeing that buy-in on the defensive end, which of course is a system and you need all five guys on the floor being fully committed and they've really transformed their overall defensive rating over the past few weeks and the team is starting to win some games. Critical point in the schedule, it's going to determine whether or not they're buyers or sellers at the trade deadline, but we need to make that Serge Ibaka trade happen or something similar. Would you not say, John? I, I, you mean, I agree. I, uh, I, Dragic was uh, was trending on Twitter last night, and I thought, oh, my God, this is happening. This is he's happening. He's going somewhere. So he's going, yeah, it's going to happen. No, looking forward to the next couple episodes, Matt, where I think we're going to do one of them is going to be a Winter Olympics preview, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, there's some great times ahead, uh, exciting times. Okay, good stuff. Remember, everyone, to bet responsibly. It's about having fun, so have fun in your betting and be responsible. And we are out for now. Uh, peace, John. Bye-bye.